Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You are listening to Mist Apex iRacing Podcast. Let's get faster. Welcome to the Mist Apex iRacing podcast where we talk about iRacing from a, a hobbyist point of view. We're trying to get better at this thing, like golfers constantly buying new clubs, searching on YouTube how to cut out that killer slice and then hitting thousands of range balls until our fingers are red raw, just trying to get round a lap without buffing it and binning it and just trying to get that handicap up a little bit higher. Wait, wait, wait. Have I gone too far down the golf thing? We are talking sim racing. And I'm joined by Alex Van Jean. Hey, Jeansy. Good evening. Yeah, no, we, I, I definitely don't go out and buy new kit. I've still got the same stuff I had from when I switched over from PlayStation. Nothing has been upgraded like three times since I got a PC a year and a half ago. <laughs> you know, like it is like golf because you, you, you know ridiculous. deep down that your game would essentially be the same well, whatever, you know, you just had to, if you had to borrow some irons, you'd play broadly the same shots as your own special custom irons with your name engraved on them. Yeah, I mean, but you do feel better when you've got better kit. So yeah. I went from a T300 with potentiometer pedals to load cell pedals to a TSPC and now to the um, rather wonderful CSL. Uh, DD, which I am ridiculously in love with, and we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, no, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. You got to compare a CSL Direct Drive to a Podium Two, which DD1. is a DD One. I yeah. assume you. There's gone, no difference, really. I'm assuming you've gone to Brad's and tried his Simi Cube. Hilariously, I've been to Brad's once, and that was during the 24 hour, and he wouldn't let me touch it. He wouldn't let you have a go <laughs> because he was at the middle of the race, so he just wouldn't let me anywhere near it. That is, that's quite funny. And then you started playing with a cup and ball and he went, no, that's my cup and ball and played with the cup and ball instead. Well, the thing is, what was, what was fun, the other reason I didn't want to have a go on it was I had my rig at Brad's house and going from that yep. to mine to then go and do my race that I never got to do yeah. um, would have been horrible. No, 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 it is. And me and Dory talked about it, I think last week, we both yeah, had that same experience of going from our friend's SimuCube back to the TSPC and it taking about a week <laughs> before before it felt before it felt good again. So we're going to talk about that comparison. I also want you to help me create some rules for our Missed Apex series that's awesome. coming up. And also, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, I want you to help me defend and attack a little bit in the upcoming 
missed Apex series. So I'm not my swarming pleasure. tonight. I'm not doing my other F3 swarm. It's at most sport. And we are putting it on. We're doing the same practice sessions that we normally do on a Monday. But I, I was burned by Snetterton. And I, I don't want to keep buying tracks I'm going to only use once. I did it for Snetterton. I held my nose and did it. And then when, when the Canadian M Sport or most Sport one came out. Canadian went, Tire Motorsport Park. Yeah. They call it Moss. They call it Moss Park. Yeah. So so just on this occasion, I something just pinged and just went, don't buy it. Don't don't do it. I watched a bunch of videos of F3 there, and I'm just like, I had someone telling me, Oh, it's fine. It doesn't, it's not a crash fest. It's a big proper race circuit. And I watched it and I went, It looks like Mallory Park. And Mallory Park is up and down and blind and grass. And I'm just like, there is no people can't survive turn one at Suzuka in F3. There's no way they're surviving that circuit. So yeah, I I noped out of that and going to spend time focusing on the map series. There's a few tracks like that where you go, oh, it's good that they have those tracks, and I'm sure they suit maybe slower cars. Yeah, perhaps. But then you know, there's things like when Bell Island pops up on on the calendar. Even though I enjoyed racing it, I'm not going to do any official races there again. Because it's those tracks where as soon as you put a wheel off wrong, you, you go into the wall or whatever and then collect about eight people behind you. And you just go, yeah. it's just a lottery. Like if you get through the first lap, you're all right. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I've only done Belle Isle once. I never raced it. It was going to be on the IGP calendar, which is the one with the F1 car. Driving an F1 car around that circuit is bonkers. <laughs> absolutely crazy especially if you don't know where you're going i kept on going up slip roads yeah. like uh, oh the corner was there i was like nah can't bother <laughs> it's too much wow. it's almost as pointless as trying to learn the nurburgring it, that's best, slightly better than my road atlanta experience where not only <laughs> not only did i not know where the track went that when i had to serve a penalty there's an open identical pit lane on the other side of the track i've told <laughs> the story so funny i have told the other story on here before so funny but I, 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 drove... I crashed laughing at that yeah <laughs> but i drove into that pit lane that isn't a pit lane that was abandoned and i was like where's the where's my lollipop man i got all the way to the end and went well i must have missed it and there's a hill a crest of a hill behind me so i, rever- I pull reverse and try and find my yeah disqualified it was a horrible race that was anyway <laughs> so but was that in the race yeah, I was during I the that race. Was in practice. No, it was during a race, an official. Oh, okay. Yep. It was very upsetting. I was upset. I didn't take it. I was <laughs> almost as upset as the time in the Missed Apex series at Watkins Glen where I got a, a jump start. I think the only time I've actually jump started. And so I got a drive through, which you have to serve in the first three laps or so. It's a then, million seconds. Then there was like a, a 20 car pileup on the straight, which I got caught up in. So I'm like already annoyed at the jump start. Then I got caught up in that pileup. So I'm, I'm sitting there fuming with the toe and I didn't, I went, well, that's the race over. And someone went, well, no, there's like 20 cars in the pits. You're going to be all right. You, you can race all the other people in the pits. I went, well, that's good. But because I had towed and not taken my penalty, it deemed me to have like another penalty for not taking the penalty because I was being towed. And I was like, oh. Oh, is Sometimes iRacing's rules are a bit odd. Yeah. Because <laughs> you get you get a massive penalty for jumping the start. It's yeah. like 40 seconds for jumping the start. I thought it's it was like, a... come on. I lost time because I moved and then I stopped and then I went again. I lost four places anyway. I think it's a drive through. Like, is it it's a drive it's a stop go for 40 stop seconds. Go. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I couldn't go and I couldn't go and serve that. Yeah, yeah, so that was a bit rubbish. So after this, you and I, instead of doing the the swarm. 
we've got Mist Apex's F3 series, which is going to be into Lagos. Um, and I'm just going to do like a thousand laps of that. Because Kyle, right, I ruined Kyle Power's day because he, <laughs> he hates, doesn't like he hates Interlagos. I don't like Interlagos, really. Like with an odd fury. Oh, Kyle's in the live chat. Hello, Kyle. Oh, and uh, Danny, the champ is in there as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I told Kyle in advance, because he, he was helping me set up. There was n- the reason we keep it as quote unquote secret is so people don't do like a billion practice laps. Danny. Yeah, yeah. Excuse and, me, excuse me. Well, Kyle calls, Kyle got upset going, oh, yeah, yeah, if you say it early, you'll get the thousand lap Larrys that are going to go in and smashing out, you know, all day long. And I'm like, yeah, that is, that's fully my plan. I'm going to do that. But, yeah, I knew there was no risk telling Kyle early because there was no way he was going to practice Interlagos. How can you dislike Interlagos? But I, I know it's your plan because all of a sudden you found a bunch of pace. Yeah. And rather than fighting for the top, 15 and 10 you can fight for the top five now i could get a cheat and you're like i really really want that but you don't need to do multiple laps qualifying lap dory told you this yeah. out two laps in out to, or we can do or out 10 minutes because that's how our, our thing works just practice your qualifying i've mm. been doing that and i've been getting much better qualifying position apart from our last race that we were in together at blooming hockenheim um got very fed up with hockenheim last week i beat you yeah, you did. And that was even after someone tried to yeet you off the circuit down to the hairpin. Oh, so this is a good story out at Hockenheim. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're, oh, yeah. we're on the F3 at Hockenheim. Now, me and Alex have a, a kind of checkered history on track together. We're both very competitive, to be fair. And no. if, if I ever get the chance to to nudge ahead and beat you, I think that is that is like a huge trophy in my iRacing life. Because when I first started, um, well, I, I used to think I was good at racing. Because I would go and like win a stag do karting event or something like that. And I'd think I would or, or tip up at a arrive and drive and, and win it and think I was great. And then you guys turned up, you and Kyle and Brad, and it's like, oh no, I'm I'm pathetic at karting. <laughs> this is the this is the worst. And so of those three, I don't know, you and Kyle are it's dependent on the the format. A, a lot the me and Kyle are very, very close. Mm-hmm. Um, shockingly, I'm more aggressive. Yeah. Um, so tracks that favor that, I do better, uh. and, and vice versa with smoother stuff. Um, and I tend to get through traffic quicker than he does. Um, he's pro- on absolute outright yeah. pace. He's probably got me by a couple of tenths, but it does very much balance out. But we don't get to race each other that much. It also depends on how much weight I have or haven't put on. Yeah, because at the last karting event you and I attended on my birthday last year, I, I beat you. But I did have a significant weight advantage. And a better kart. Well, I mean, you could say, I mean, they're all, they try really hard to keep them even. Oh, so. I about three bottas. Who, no, who knows? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> point is, uh, we, we, there's a spirit of competitiveness. You definitely don't want to get beat by me because I'm that muggy guy who couldn't race five years ago. And, and I see you as a scalp. So we're at Hockenheim, Hockenheim and you're in, you're as don't spoil this yet, but you're alongside me going down the main straight at Hockenheim and then you swipe across, force me off track. I just survive and I am so angry with you. You're not in our Discord chat for the whole race. I'm so mad. God, Van Gene, he couldn't stand that I was pulling ahead of him on the straight. Of course, it turns out it wasn't you at all, but I can't undo <laughs> how angry I was at you for half an hour. It was just a very similar livery. And I got wiped out really quickly. Yeah, no, we were coming down to the hairpin. I was just behind you. 
and all of a sudden this car just swipes left and you go onto the grass i'm like oh you're about to kill 12 people awesome yeah and somehow you didn't die um it was i was half happy for you and half disappointed for my race yeah because then i got murdered as i did in pretty i think i did four races at hockenheim and i got murdered in three of them yeah it was the pure rage at you kept my car on on track okay so look uh, where do we want to go to first why don't we we talk about uh, wheels because i'm sure uh, we do talk about equipment a lot I, mean, I don't mind i don't mind that i love equipment chat it's part of it isn't it it's um, one of the biggest things it's one of the biggest things okay so you this is the situation you're in you you went from a tspc on a play seat you're still on the play seat but you got the fabled mini baby direct drive if you like csl dd yeah and you're incredibly happy with it you found pace with it so happy yeah well okay so we can start off with that because you said i don't see any reason why anyone would upgrade to a podium this is more than enough yeah so i i've driven a podium before i got this um and i was staggered by how powerful it was and how smooth it was um compared to a belt and gear wheel like the TSP, like the TS300 that I used to have. And it was just silky smooth. And I'm like, I need that in my life. Um, and when I got it, it felt the same. A um, little bit less power, as you'd expect, because the DD1 has 20 newton meters of torque and this only has eight. Um, but the detail was there. The smoothness was there. Now, obviously, for people watching on the video, if I move my rig, it does move because it's a fold-up deck chair, basically. Um, it served me well for many, many years, but it's not a solid rig. So I'm definitely losing fidelity when I'm mm. turning and it's jumping around. Um, but I also got to go and try a DD1 this weekend. Yeah. Oh, just to pause on that, on that, uh, just on the subject of it moving around. Yeah. When I said when I went from the play seat TSPC and I went and got one of those 2080 firm metal rigs, when I put the TSPC on there, it felt like a different wheel. And that's when people started noticing that I had pace. Or and, and I think it was something it was something daft, like 1.2 seconds like overnight. So I, I really am wondering whether whether you're it's it's only like eight two newton meters more power on in the, the CSL yeah. DD, but if you can still got that sensitivity and feeling, even with the flex, that's that's a big sell for it. We got we got to remember as well is it's if you think of it like a car with power, the power's taken at the flywheel, you know. So you've got six newton meters of and, and, torque, and then the belt, yeah, and then the belt, mm. and then the gears, and all that. This is directly to the wheel, direct drive. Mm. Um, so I've got no loss. So you probably actually only get five and a half, four, yeah. Five and a five, five, five and a half. Um, but I'm getting, I'm getting the full eight, and it's just the detail. And there's no clipping, there's no, there's no fan, so it's all actively, it's all passively cooled. Um, so it's silent as well, which is really good, and it's obviously really um, power efficient. Um, and it's just absolutely perfect. And then obviously, I went this weekend to try to help a friend with his new DD one. I took the settings from Danny Henny, um, which for me were a bit heavy um and for my friend who was helping out well, you sent a us a, you sent a video and it it looked like it was ripping his arms off and he's yeah. quite a he's quite he's a big lad big lad yeah mm. yeah so we turned that down and dialed that down a little bit but what i noticed from 
the difference between this one and the DD1. DD1 is obviously noticeably more powerful. Um, but do you need all that power? I don't know. I don't think I did. I was struggling to get around the last corner into Lagos um, because just turning the wheel was hard, <laughs> even when you turned it, even when you turned it down. Um, but I still noticed that mine is smoother. Um, so it's less, it's, and I, I'm, I'm bearing in mind, I said how, how much smoother the DD1 was than the TSPC. And this is a smoother step again, but, and I sent Kyle a voice message this morning talking about this. And what I said to him was, I said, if money is no object, go and buy the expensive one. Because then you have all the power that you possibly yeah. need and you never have to worry about it. But there's a £600 difference <laughs> between this one that I have, which has the um, F1 wheel on it, which has the three paddles on each side on the back, yeah. um, and the wheel itself. So this cost me best part of 800 quid um, with everything involved, including the eight Newton meter power pack. But the podium is 1600 euros, which is 1400 quid. So I, I just don't see a 600 pound difference between this and the podium. And then you look at the SimuQ Pro and the Ultimate, which are even more money, along with the extravagant wheels that you kind of have to buy to go with them. And if you're thinking about spending money on your rig, and you can save 600 quid from this to a DD1 and go spend it on boosting up your PC. Or if you haven't got a set of load cell pedals and buying those instead, I see that as a better option. So I wonder if you're right, and I'm going to, I'm going to obviously haven't tried your wheel, but I've tried Brad's SimuCube too. You, you, a lot of people in our live chat here are saying what I'm backing up, what I was saying with the TSPC, that the rig that makes a huge difference if you can get a permanent rig. You need to dismantle yours because you've still got a terrible, tiny family. But Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, mine has to be packed away into the corner yeah. of my room. But what, what I'm planning on doing is taking my wheel. I'm still planning on doing this, by the way, because mm. um, Danny and Kyle are involved in this. Kyle has never used a direct drive wheel. Right. So what we are planning, what we've talked about doing is taking my DD wheel to Danny's house and doing blind tests on <laughs> Kyle yeah. to see if he can see the difference. Oh my god, I would imagine you'd instantly see that. Yeah, I don't. Think, I can't. I cannot imagine there's a strong enough placebo effect where it's just in your mind. Like you're going to tell instantly between a TSPC well, or a we'll, DD. The whole, the whole, the whole thing is is we blindfolded coming into the room and we'd put a we put the VI headset on him so he wouldn't see the wheel. Right. So, and we get them set up in a particular way. We have Danny set up the way he likes his and mine set up the way I like mine. And then because, you know, he might be able to say, oh, okay, well, one's more powerful than the other one. So that's the, that's the DD1. But if he sits there and, Kyle, you know, Kyle, enough, well enough, he's, he's very analytical when it comes to these kind of things. And he'll sit there and he'll go, there's a difference. It's not 600 quid. Or he'll go, actually, yeah, I can see the value. In. So, so, so I, th- I think it'd be a really good experiment. Yeah, so there might be a case to say that DD wheel is good enough that you go, right, don't spend the 600 quid doing your podium, but do get a permanent rig and that and your load cell pedals and, and go from there, perhaps. That'll be interesting because when I, but when I went to, to Brad's and tried his, initially I went, oh, that is excessively heavy. But my lap times came down significantly when we cranked the force up. And, and I think one of the things that it was really doing was stopping me putting on too much lock and understeering, so uh, inducing understeer, understeer. So when I went back to my rig, I found that I was inducing understeer a lot. 
and I, I, suddenly I'm turning and the car isn't responding to it because I'm not I'm not feeling that I'm in, that I'm inducing the understeer as much as I did on on his direct drive. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've still got plenty of room, headroom to turn this up. Mm. I'm not running this at, 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 for, you know, I'm not, I haven't cranked it up on the iRacing force feedback setting. So there is more to go with it, and it'll only clip if you properly smack a curb. Um, so there's plenty of headroom, but I just I don't need it heavier. Uh, I haven't felt like I need it heavier. I might try it tonight actually. Um, but again, I, it will be really interesting to see the difference when I don't have this. I mean, you can see it; it's noticeable wobble. I haven't quite got uh, it in shot, but yes, I haven't got it in shot. No. Yeah, so it's, you know, it, it's got some real noticeable wobble um and obviously i don't see it but i can imagine it's because it's extra effort you're putting into turn and it's you're not using all of that force to turn you're using that force to move the rig yeah. basically so i do i remember when i first got the play seat it, it was it was brilliant because of the seating position is great it feels like race cars and you've got something properly solid to attach the pedals to but going from desk clamp to, to the play seat, there was suddenly that flex because onto my heavy desk here, the podcasting desk, it, it didn't move. However, when I went to brake, I was sat on a I was sat on a chair with wheels. So you go to brake and suddenly you're miles away. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. So it, the, there were trade-offs. You talk about this. You talk about the seating. I love the seating position in this. Yeah, to the great. point where yeah. when I get my rig, I will get a Formula style seat. Um, like my friend Ryan's got, like Brad's got, um, because it's just much more comfortable in these upright GT seats. Um, so that's something I will definitely um, do for when it, when it when it comes around to it. But um, the the problem with the flexing is is always going to cause me an issue. And once that flex is gone, I'll have no excuses and nowhere to hide because <laughs> I don't need to change anything. No. I, I, to be fair, funnily enough, we've, we've talked about pedals before and we've talked about the CLS, CSL load cells that we've got, yes. CSL elite load cells that we've got, and the V3s that Danny's got, and Ryan has also got the V3s. I didn't like them. I pre- these are cheaper, and I preferred these. I think they're just more comfortable to use. Mm. Oh, interesting comment from Mark there. The difference between the CSW 2.5 and the CSL DD is all in the front end feel, and he, but he's never tried a stronger one. But I think that backs up what I was saying as well, is that, yeah, you can you can feel the understeer on exit, and that's where I gained the time instantly with the rig. It was all on the exit. I could get the power on because I, I could feel it. Now you're saying that you don't uh, you don't feel like you need anything else, but you have needed some coaching because you're not alien level, are you, Alex? Not yet. Not yet. It's not a bad segue. That I like. I like these uh, smaller shows. I can experiment I've, I've, with the. Links. I've always given you props for your segues. I know. Um, <laughs> I like a good segue. Years of listening to BBC Radio, um, warning them in. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So I've I'm on a quite a cool little adventure at the moment. Um, Majors Garage, who do all the setups, do, they do the setup shop. So they do setups for every single car in iRacing and they also run some big marquee events so they ran the Le Mans 24 hour the one that I notoriously the, the, didn't that, get to drive in is that the fake one uh, the fake huh? the that's non- the fake one yeah. because Le Mans of some reason giving it to R Factor 2 yeah um, we don't like R Factor 2 here don't we um, oh okay I didn't know we had a, I, didn't, I didn't know we had an enemy sim 
If I, I'm up for oh, it. Oh, it's just the UI. The UI is horrible. I'll, it's okay. all right. I'll let Kyle go off in the uh, in the chat about how much he doesn't like the UI. Oh, and we can, by the way, oh, oh. Kyle, because Kyle's in the chat room. I was going to invite you onto this show. I just forgot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am sorry about that. But he was on um, the mistake Apex last night. But go on, carry he, on. He was. So yeah. Um, so majors do all the setups, but they've started a voice the voice style reality show um for sim racing now in the sim racing world people who are the top top best drivers are and even in karting actually are affectionately known as aliens because they're out of this world um corny as it sounds um and they're running a comp they're running a program with all their coaches to see if they can turn average sim racers like myself into aliens so they're going through a process at the moment where they are eliminating where they've gone down to their top 25 drivers and they're eliminating those drivers down to eight um the last program that they had was last thursday uh and i got abducted um so i'm now on the program um and have had some coaching sessions with yeah. my coach um a brilliant nascar and indie driver coach called uh jeff drake um and he's coached real life indie drivers and NASCAR drivers. He came second and has podiumed multiple times in the iRacing official top split Indy oh, okay. 500. Um, and he staggered me last week because he'd never seen Hockenheim before. He has a single screen and a G29 with the G29 pedals and was quicker than me within 10 laps. Yeah. So he's quite good. He's an alien. He's <laughs> unbelievable. So, and it, it, it was that whole case of okay, he doesn't do much uh, single seater stuff, but then he, the fact that he could just jump in and be instantly quick. He's also got a PC that runs like a potato and has eight um, meg of <laughs> meg of uh, eight, eight gig of uh, memory. And yeah, so it's been really, really interesting just having him watching me race and just giving me little tidbits. I can't, it's really funny. It's like, I've had coaching sessions with Danny before and Danny's really forceful. Break here, turn here, power, power, power. Stop being a wimp on the throttle. He doesn't um, say wimp. He doesn't say wimp. Um, has a very different, anyway, um, he doesn't call you a wimp. Um, but Jeff is very calm, very collected, talks about, talks you through different things. And he's a very, um level-headed um coaching style which is fantastic for me because i can sit there and just take notes um sort of mental notes it's really difficult for me to actually sit back and go actually he's taught me this particular thing but i am quicker um at suzuka i was further up the grid than i've ever been in f3 it's a little bit more difficult in hockenheim i struggled in hockenheim didn't get quite as much practice in um but i've definitely all of a sudden seen a move forward especially in my consistency um and it's just a really great process and after this week when um after this week we're gonna have uh, the last the uh, two yeah aliens uh, people abducted so how, and then how we're going to get yeah. and then we're going to get into the coaching shows and once we get into the coaching shows you're going to get to see the detail of how people are coached and i think it will really push it forward of how coaching can bring people on um and if i can hang around in this program until the very very end that'll be the best part of i think 12 weeks of coaching ah that is that's disappointing because i, I feel like when i took that step forward from putting the wheel on a, a solid rig, I did feel like I'd kind of, I'd crept within closing distance of you. And I thought, 
you know what? I could have him here. I could have him. And you have taken a noticeable step forward. Uh, where, how far do you think this guy can take you? Is it achievable, their aim, which is to turn you into an alien? I hope so. It's it's really hard to tell. I really it's hope still not. really early days. I hope it's wildly ambitious. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be lying if when I'm in a session with you, I don't look to see where you are. <laughs> okay. Because I know it's you're coming me. for me. It's not just me. Good. Because yeah. I, I know yeah. you're coming for me. Yeah. So it's a case of if I'm ahead of spanners, I'm happy. Um, so that's kind of the thing that's working quite well. But I'd love to think that I can get to that level. The I mean, the prize for winning the program is a test with Williams esports team. Get out. That's worth it. Jeez. So, you know, it's a really, really good prize mm. to go for. And if I'm good enough to get that far, um, it would be absolutely awesome. But for me, I feel like I've already won because I'm getting free coaching. Oh yeah. Um, that, yeah. So I'm getting free coaching that I wouldn't have the money to pay for. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm sitting with Jeff two to three times a week. I feel like like in this arms race, you, you've if we compare this to golf. I mean, I did go down the route of trying of trying to get lessons with golf as well. I have not done that with sims because I've got the likes. Of, there's so many resources with sim racing to look at. So, for example, I found ooh, I found oh, should I give this away? I found about half a second from watching Dory's Interlagos F3 guide. Even though it's uh, different conditions, it was two seasons ago or something. It was back when Dory didn't have the steering wheel move. And it makes you feel a bit... He does have the steering wheel move on his uh, stream now. But it was horrible with a static steering wheel. You felt like you were being, you know, like a roller coaster. But just watching, you know, the lines and the breaking points and stuff, it's a bit of a cheat. But that resource is there. It exists. And, and that was able to, like, unlock another half a second for me. Your biggest cheat isn't that, though. And I shouldn't say it because I'm promoting majors, but your biggest cheat is the VRS data. <laughs> yeah. That is your biggest cheat. That you're you're trying you you try you try really hard to say that, oh, everyone should be in VRS so we can all help each other. It's nothing to do with that. I, it's so to help your own cause because all you do is go and look at Danny's or Kyle's. Actually more Kyle more for you Kyle's, because yeah. he's he's much more your kind of driving style. That's what I'd look at Danny's because he drives very much on the nose like I do, and you can cope with a bit more understanding. Yeah. Um, which is another reason the um, I mean, this is this is not an excuse. excuse. Okay, that um, you do better with the fixed setups than I do because right. they are inherently understeery, and yeah. I think understeer is the devil. Yeah, I mean, we could have gone for we've got a go-to missed apex setup that we call map stable. We could have gone with that, but the safest one was just to go with the with the fixed. So yes, I can deal with a bit more understeer. I, I've I've been honest about ripping people's traces off on the VRS, but I'll tell you what, I've used it less and less recently. Because, and you're right, I copied Kyle Power from Mr. Apex podcast off of Mr. Apex, that guy. And I would go into the go into the app and go, what do I expect to see? And I got to the point where I already knew where Kyle was going to be beating me. Yeah, and I, and I can hear him because he nags me. He's like, why are you stamping on the brake there? It's smooth, get it rotated. So, and I have those conversations with Dory. And so I, I ended up feeling where I was going to, where I was already going to see the trace go differently. And yes, if I look at uh, someone like Danny, who's very aggressive, it's just a big wobbly zigzaw. Six, you know, you could cut your stake with his trace, whereas Carl's is a bit smoother like me. To be fair, Danny's traces look nothing like his driving. I've, I've watched Danny karting and 
sim racing for years, and I don't understand how he's fast. The way he drives makes no sense to me. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll get him on at some point and we'll, we'll ask him. But yeah, the VRS, I think it's a great tool for somebody at my level because it can be maddening when you just go, how are these people doing it? And you can look at a trace and you can go, oh, he broke there and he accelerated there. I will go and uh, you can compare it to yours and go, okay, I need to go another 20 meters and accelerate at 10 meters earlier. But it doesn't mean you can go and do it. So you, you can still get to the point where you, I'm braking where they're braking. If I accelerate where they accelerate, I'm, I'm flying off into the barriers. So it isn't just a case of looking at the trace and copying it. It's not quite as straightforward as that. But I think it's an invaluable tool. Why would you not, why would you not use that if you can? There's four hours free a week on VRS. Yeah, and what, and what I've, what I've realised from the F3 car is you brake earlier, lighter for longer. Yeah. And you get on the power as soon as you know you can be full power without running off the circuit, you go full power because you haven't really got to mess about with much throttle control. Um, throttle, control is, throttle control is less of a skill yeah. in the in the F3 car, which makes it fun and makes it accessible. Um, but it just means you have to focus more on braking. And braking is the hardest thing anyway. Yeah, but you can't get planted in the F3 unless you've done what you've said, which is adapt to braking for, for longer and actively during the braking zone, paying attention to where the, the weight is. So you want it on the correct wheel. You've got yourself set up. And then by the time you finally go for it into the corner that's when when you can nail it and plant it and actually but that skill was more useful in the gt3s because the whole process of braking is like longer so you're and it's slower and you're taking more time to do it so that was uh, i found that interesting Funny enough before i got involved in project alien um i was going to be doing a full season of gt3s and so i'd spent many 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 hours driving the uh originally driving the merc and then driving the bmw and i found that has actually helped me in the f3 because i've had to think about my braking more and funny enough the first track i did was road atlanta which to you i can imagine that 40 cars driving around road atlanta at night for 40 minutes probably seems like hell on earth yeah it's a garbage track for garbage people but i really enjoyed it mm. it was hard i mean one of the hardest things i've done on iRacing because driving from dusk to nighttime is also one of the coolest things you can ever do on iRacing. Um, but to learn how to get that braking done for that first corner, because the first corner is horrible yeah. for a GT car. Yeah. You've really got because for anyone who doesn't know Road Atlanta, it's an uphill off-camber right-hander, which then leads into this awful chicane. And you nail it. You're really selling the, this track. You try. You, 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 it's that funny thing. I don't like the track. In this, it just seemed to work. But if you get it right and you just nail it, you just clip the inside curb and you get it perfect, or you're in the wall. There's almost like no alternative. Mm, I'm not tempted. I'm not tempted. Uh, that's a good chat not. so far. Time flies with you, Alex, because you don't shut up. So that's good. It's, I mean, it's that good, is... for a, good for a, uh, an audio medium, really, isn't it? Yeah. Really, you know, it's annoying in the pub, but yeah, it's all right. Sorry for this. No, no, it's good. It's good. I always enjoy a, a chat with you and whilst you know whilst we have the the experts on i think part of this is that we're kind of a club of racers as well i really feel like the missed apex community of racers is a yeah it's a, it's a club it's no real different to to going to your local five side and having a kick around and and going you know going going to have some training and a match it feels very very similar to be fair in a way it's very family friendly as well 
because you're not out spending yep. money at spending money at the pub. You're not out. You're in. So if you know, like me and you got kids, to be money younger than yours. But if all of a sudden one of them runs down the stairs while I'm yeah. racing. I can stop while the end of the wife world. doesn't get disturbed. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, rather than me being out at 11 o'clock at night having a, at the pub and Lauren gets woken up by a kid who just wants to I say hello at 11 o'clock at night. I thought you were going to say gets woken up by a drunken idiot coming through the door with kebab all over his face because he not fell that over. Bad. I'm no. not that bad. However, I'm on rum tonight. So Ooh, that's all right. Lovely. Right, I need your help. I need Go your help. It. I'm writing up our rules for this round one of a new season. Now, this could apply, I think... To, to any road racing series. I know iRacing has like the inherent point system and the 1Xs and everything, but they don't quite hold water for our series because you're allowed 17X, say, normally in an official race. So we do that, but we've got only 12 laps, for example, instead of I'm, I'm guessing the officials would be like 17, something like that. Also, there's a lot of places. It's not as bad as Kota. Uh, at Kota, there are places where you can run off track, take your 1X, and set yourself up for an overtake into the next turn. So leading into the Turkey rip-off right-hander section that's copying turn eight at Turkey. Yeah, you can run off track there and get a real advantage and a drag down there and just after the back straight as well. Not quite as bad at Interlagos, but you can... There's definitely corners where you go, right, I'm chasing someone. Turn four, you can go, I'm chasing someone. I'm going to let myself run wide i'm gonna gain two tenths and and get into the slipstream so how do we how do you manage that do you just say well fair enough you'll spend you've got 16 to spend go and spend them but it's a risk because if you hit someone then you're you've got a drive through i've got one but it's really really admin heavy go on then um which is you what because when i used to run a series on um on project cards on playstation a couple of well few years ago before i joined all, all of this playstation um, a I, used to, <laughs> I used to go back and i used to watch all the races back but we had 12 15 drivers so it wasn't quite as bad but also what we had was a protesting and i know we've got our protest um thing and it was quite self-policing but yeah. our protesting is more for being punted off yes um much more but I had a protesting for people who were going off the circuit. So if you saw someone like Danny Henney, who constantly abused track limits, um, you report him. And we had a Google we had a Google Docs form, and he just filled the Google Docs form. Yeah. Oh, ah, that's actually that's not a bad idea actually to have the the form. That's good, but also it means you haven't got to read an email where someone has just <sighs> sent you a garbled message. You know, the stewarding is being done here by by dads on a Saturday, you know, with kids. Dad, can we go and throw a frisbee? No, I need to investigate pretend race cars. So, you know, there are limits on, on what we can of course. do. As yeah. I said, it's admin heavy. It is admin heavy. The other option, of course, is just to go, all right, there's 12 laps. You've got 8X and then a drive-through. But that's... It's it's a case of how harsh do you want to be? Yeah. And, and this is the kind of conversation we've had kind of in private before, but it's a case of, is the missed Apex F3 Cup a serious high-level event, or is it fun for the Miss Apex community? I think what we've tried to do is make... And somewhere in the middle doesn't work. No, is make amateurs feel like they're in a fun, competitive event. That is a the hard is, balance. It is a really hard balance, mm. especially, but, but to be fair, you look back to the very first race that we did, was it Silverstone, the very first one we did? 
um, when we did this, when we were doing the Formula Renault 2.0. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was um, the Silver was certainly the first national, one I did. Yeah, national circuit, yeah. Yeah. And you look at the driving standards then, and it's majoritively the same people. Yeah, we've all got better. You look at the driving yeah. standards, and it's got massively better. And it's like the F1 drivers have been saying, we want more rules. We want penalties and those kind of things. Because what it does is it forces you to not take the mick. And, you know, maybe you do reduce the exits. Maybe you do get a drive-through. Um, but the problem is, if you get a drive-through in, in a short race, yeah, it's over and you might as well park it. It's a shame you can't have sort of a separate separate set of X's just for off-tracks. So, like, okay, you're specifically allowed eight off-tracks. The unfortunate thing is if someone, like, taps you, you get a 4X and you go, oh, um, the car's fine, but now just four times running off will we'll get you a... You know, and, and those are not people trying to cheat. Those are people who, like, sometimes for the best will in the world, I cannot keep it on track coming out of the midsection to, to the final sector. Something iRacing needs to have is maybe to add, it adds time to your race. More, more or, or, or just have more slowdowns, I guess. The slowdowns are terrible, though, because mm. they're, not, they're not representative. It's like the slowdown you get coming out of Chapel at Silverstone. It's two and a half seconds for getting a tiny bit mm. on the curve, oh, which yes. is on the racing, which is on the racing line anyway. And I mean, most people just slam on the brakes down the straight, but but that's actually a skill is taking your slowdown mm. at the places that lose you the most time. You know, the least everyone time, just yeah. thinks you know, people just back off down the straight and pull over down the straight. Well, that's costing you six, seven seconds because you've then got to get back up to speed again. Uh, so the, 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 the key is get as fast as you can to the next slow corner and just go really slow through that corner. I, I was going to say, I'm looking in our chat here. I was just going to see if he's here. No, he's not here. So he's not here to defend himself, so I won't name him. But I've seen him do it a couple of times where they take the slowdown on the apexes in battles. And I you just it. Oh, you naughty boy. I do it. But the <laughs> thing is, I call it though. Oh. I say, oh, I've got a slowdown. <laughs> <laughs> slow down at the corner. That's your problem. Get out of the way, Alex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good tactic. That anyway. But the thing is, but the thing is, you can mm. do that and get away and lose one or two positions rather than lose everything and your momentum. Yeah. All right. Oh, forty-one minutes. Not very good at these timing things, am I? Look, I'm really looking forward to Friday. You're racing. You're racing, aren't you? You're, you're going to be there. I'm racing, much to the chagrin of my wife, because we're oh, supposed to be going out. Sorry about and that. I said no. We're not going out. Because I'm playing. Pretend I'm playing race cars. pretend race cars. Well, thing is, I had to explain to my wife. I said, uh, "I'm going to the shed for about a, an hour." So, oh, are you working? Well, uh, well, kind of. I'm making my pretend race car look pretty for my pretend race car tournament that I'm having on Friday instead of spending time with you. So I was much in the same position. And uh, I posted online, actually. If you look at me, my Twitter, at Spanners Ready, you can see my livery this year. I've gone back to my bare metal, cool runnings, bobsled livery. But I'm, uh, I'm it looks there. a bit like a fighter jet as well. It, it looks quite military as well. I don't mind which way it turns out. I, I was trying to invoke the spirit of, oh, we don't, we don't need no stinking liveries. It's all about the racing. Let's just get out there and blur. Makes a difference. That's what I was going oh, well, for. I, I had my livery recent. I had a new livery done mm-hmm. for this new season by our friend EJ, and he has done. Bearing in mind, he's quite new to doing liveries. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, I was I was going to have um, bubbly chunks Ian Erasmus do mine for for me, but he's been really really busy. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. So he was like, he was busy doing mine. Yeah, I haven't got time, <laughs> I haven't got time to do it. And I let EJ have a go, and I gave him... I gave him a brief. I wrote a Word document with a brief and some pictures. And I'm so in love with, with the design he's got me. So when you next watch Miss um, Apex on, on, on Friday. We'll do a tweet uh, as well. Do tw- tweet it at Alex Van Jean. Uh, yeah, I will do a tweet for it, actually. And, and I will link in EJ's uh, Instagram as well because he needs some followers. So is it, I'll link in that as well. Can I share a PDF on Twitter? Because we've got a, a livery guide and there is some, I mean, there's some real livery porn on there. Some great ones. Danny likes his. He's the he wanted to go away from the red livery that he had, but it's like he's the red baron. If you see a bright red livery in your mirrors, you just know Danny's coming for you. So Danny is uh, Alex's friend. He's also the the current double champ champion champ. as well. Uh, although champ, champ, I think he's even put that on his livery, champ champ. Yeah, but obviously we now know it's tainted by those uh, those off tracks. <laughs> Vaguely, oh, he's a big cheek. Go, go and check us out. It's on the channel if you're on YouTube and watching us. It's on this channel. It's the Miss Apex Motorsport on youtube and it's friday night eight o'clock uk time we've got broadcast with chris stevens and chris catman turner doing some commentary it's it's a genuinely entertaining broadcast you'll see a lot of carnage but you'll also see a lot of good racing up front as well and we we cruelly do a reverse 20 so all the mugs like me at the back are like desperately fighting for that 20th place i I love it we were thinking about changing it but a we don't want the front guys to, to run away we couldn't do a full reverse it was pointless. The, all the leaders were just getting chewed up through a 50-car field. Didn't we do that once? Yeah, yeah, we did it for a full... We did do a, we yeah. did do a full reverse, and it was carnage. Yeah, and a, a lot of the top guys were like, I'm doing this anymore. And then, so we made it top 20, which is great. That's enough for them to come through. In the laps we do, it, it works out that 
there's genuine racing with the guys who ended up starting up the front. But if you're 25th, it's such a prize to fight your way up to 20th and then just end up at the front of this grid on a broadcast going, oh, bloody hell, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. My, um, my, funny enough, my most reward, I can't remember which track it was, but my most rewarding race was the one where I messed up qualifying, started last, and throughout the night worked my way to mm. the front. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I got myself, yeah, I got myself into the top, I got myself just below the top 20 in the first race and then was in the top 20 um, for the second race and then was right near the front for, for the, the final reverse, race. Yeah. And, it, and, and I just went forward in every single race. That's still, my, I think, my best, um, my best night in the series. But um, with no bias at all, we've also got the best commentary duo. Chris and Chris are blooming brilliant. Um, and I, I just love watching the races back and just listening to those two. Yeah. Get so super duper excited. A lot of people do pinpoint too. A lot of people do the races, then go back and just watch the whole event <laughs> with the commentary and everything. Yeah, so yeah, it's cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, right then, okay, let's get let's get out of here and do our thousand laps of Interlagos. Be a thousand Indeed. thousand lap Larrys. We will see you next week. I have not been planning these very well. I've got to Monday morning basically and gone. Oh yeah, I racing pod. Who can, who can I invite? And I invite everyone. This week, only Alex could make it. So sorry about that. Alex Van Jean at a... No, Alex V-A-N-G-E-E-N. And go and search Major's Abducted Alien. Um, it's, it's on the... Um, it's on uh, Major's YouTube channel and Global Sim Racing channel as well on YouTube. That's where the main thing is. On Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. UK time. So if he's had all that coaching in an alien show and I beat him over the course of this championship, it, that we know that either I've become amazing or Alex he really is just terrible. Or I've been crashed out every race, which generally happens. Yeah, so if you want to crash Alex out every race, that would be great. All right, we're getting out of here. This has been the Missed Apex iRacing podcast. Until next time, work hard, be kind, and have fun. Let's get physical. No, faster. No, faster.